Welcome to Workspace Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, James Robertson, and today we're going to talk about why you should never, ever, ever negotiate lease terms by email. Years ago, my mentors in commercial real estate taught me to always call the other side, call the landlord, and discuss the deal before any paper was sent back and forth. In today's society, where people are starting to text more than talk on the phone, it's really inconvenient to discuss a deal or to wait for someone to talk out terms instead of just looking at an email. This can be really hard for you business owners out there that already know what you think you want to achieve and you really don't want to spend the time negotiating a deal. I'm going to cover that in a moment, but let's cut to the chase here. The reason why you don't want to ever negotiate terms by email is the same reason you don't want to give any sort of critical bits of information or bad news through just a text or an email. Email excludes critical information that you need. It excludes opportunities for the landlord to explain their position. It hides unjustified positions by the landlord. It hides unfair concessions or the lack of concessions from the landlord and it prevents you from gaining the ground that you want early in negotiations and i got to tell you that's when you gain the most ground in the very beginning whoever gets to set the table pretty much gets to set the menu so let me tell you a true story of why this is so important now one of my oldest clients had a renewal deal coming up uh, lease renewal for an office space they had a great relationship with the landlord fortunately for us We also had a great relationship with them and they called us up to make sure they were getting a fair deal on the renewal. That's always smart. Even if the landlord loves you and you love the landlord, the landlord's still in business to make money. And last time I checked, um, you're in business to make money too and not give money away. So you want to make sure you're getting a fair deal. One of the first things they asked us to do was to see if we can actually get their rent lowered. Now, when I asked what prompted this request, they told me that they heard of some deals that were going below market in their building, and these deals weren't available when we did their initial renewal deal. Now, our philosophy is to always get the best space at the best price, at the best terms possible, so everyone's on the same page. Now, if I didn't follow my own advice, I would have sent an email to the landlord requesting a proposal, I would have received documents from the landlord and started negotiating. That's what a lot of brokers do. That's what almost all of the owners do. That would have been a huge mistake. Instead of emailing a request for a proposal, I called the landlord, who I consider a friend. And we spent a few minutes talking about the building as equals. So you have me as the tenant broker. You have the landlord broker talking about the property, talking about specific deals that we did, talking about concessions that we had given back and forth in the marketplace. We talked about problem tenants in that building. And most importantly, we touched on the goals of the landlord for the building itself. Now, there's a lot of things I knew to ask because of my experience. And we were pretty much talking, just really kicking the can around. Now, in this conversation, she revealed that a problem tenant that they had just kicked out, they had a big empty space because of that. So they had to make a lot of adjustments to their pro forma. That's a lot of technical talk to say that they had to adjust rent. Okay, so they were recovering from that. They were doing certain moves to make sure they increase their leasing velocity. So at this stage in the conversation, I'm getting all the data I need to understand what areas the landlord wants to protect on a deal and what areas I have room to get concessions. Now, in less than three minutes, she gave me all the information I needed to know on where to start negotiating the deal. See, negotiations started the moment we picked up the phone. I knew what she wanted to achieve, 
she got an understanding at the end of the conversation of what we wanted to achieve. And we began to make a great deal happen. Now, here's how you can tell if you're dealing with an expert or a novice in commercial real estate. Just ask them whether or not they can find you a great deal. Based on this answer, you'll know if they're a rookie or an expert. Great deals are made. They are never found. I'm going to say that again. Great deals are made. They are never found. In fact, I would argue that the deals that I used to quote unquote find that I thought were great were just bad deals disguised as a great deal by artificially lowering the price to hide something else. In our industry, we say that there's hair on the deal. You know, you see something that's too good to be true. It usually is. And when people lower their prices is to hide something else and they want to lower price to a point where you just ignore the other issues. But those issues always come back to bite you. So to wrap things up, when it comes to your lease renewal or if it comes to you relocating to a new space, your broker should be talking instead of texting to create opportunities to engage in a real dialogue in order to create the best opportunity for you as a business owner. Anything less than that is just about as foolish as walking up to a car lot and paying sticker price for a car. Now, in your own private life, if you want to do that with your money, that's fine. But you owe your business, you owe your family more than that. So I hope this information was helpful to you. And if you like what we're doing here, please subscribe and I will see you guys on the next one.